I just stopped making sense of life and just accept it as it is. Okay. Because I know I love that for you. Yeah. Same. Because I literally (laughs) was in a riot. I was in the ER. My oh my god, friend. yeah, what the fuck was this riot? Oh my god. Basically, thousands of kids organized to beat each other up on Snapchat and then they like came to the mall and like looted stores. They like stabbed people for their phones. What? Uh-huh. So I'm lucky. I thought I was like, oh my god, like targeted, like they stole my phone, but I also was not stabbed or beaten for my phone. So I'm glad so, they just took it. So did they like come and take it from you? Oh no, I was on my way back from the bathroom. And I bumped into kids in the middle of the riot and um, they went in my phone. They went in my bag and took my phone. Okay. Well, no, but I mean, I was imagining like my phone got stolen last year, I think, but like someone just took it out of my purse. Like I didn't get like attacked for it. Oh yeah. Oh no, I wasn't attacked, thankfully. Well, but I mean, they still were like bullies. Yeah, they still were bullies and they said something and someone said, you... Someone said to me, you walk like a retard. And I was like, okay, you're literally 12. So were you like, I'm sorry, sir. It's 2019. We don't say the R word. Yeah, exactly. Hi, I'm Kayla. Hi, I'm Helene. And this is High Crime. It is. I just realized I made a big mistake because so when we said we're going to record today, I was like, Oh, great. I will look up Thanksgiving murders or crimes, and then it'll come out the day before Thanksgiving, and that's perfect. This week is Thanksgiving, not next week. So now now I'm going to have to edit this one super fast. Oh, but that's okay, because you know what? The Thanksgiving murder story was already told. It's called Thanksgiving. That's true. The whole story of Thanksgiving is a murder. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I did write in my notes, because I... uh, uh, I have some Thanksgiving facts and I was like, you know, aside from the fact that it's basically National Genocide Day or National Land Theft Day. Yeah. Oh, we went to a new land. They shared their corn. We murdered their children, raped their wives and stole their homes. And then said that we taught them really important lessons. Yeah. And we taught them about our ugly ass clothes and how to be mean. (laughs) But honestly, though. Yeah, how that's to be in that's in the new Frozen. How to be cruel, heartless capitalists who some for some reason are super religious. Yeah, <laughs> riddle me that America, riddle yeah. me that pilgrims. In um in the new Frozen movie, there's this like enchanted forest, and there's these people who are like more connected to nature and have like some magic powers, and they live in the forest. And they always used to be kind of like symbiotic. And then all of a sudden they had this war and everybody was harboring this frustration over like who would have started it and this and this. Of course, it was the Arendelle people because it's not the friendly enchanted forest people. No. Elsa her whole life thought it was them. So it's just like. Then it's all about like setting things right. Good. Let's let's be real. She's wait. Is she's your phone st- going off? Oh no, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, hi. Um, hi. I'm on the. I'm recording a cut co- podcast. A podcast. A podcast with Kayla right now. Okay, I see blue in your hair. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> Can I keep that in? (laughs) (laughs) I tilted the phone away because I realized my mom's going to be so upset. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for some Thanksgiving facts? I'm ready for some Thanksgiving facts. Okay. So Abraham Lincoln made Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1863. I didn't know that. Wow, Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving is sometimes called America's deadliest holiday. (gasps) Oh. Uh, 68% of people polled said they expected trouble during the Thanksgiving festivities. Yeah, usually some kind of trouble does occur. There are spikes in assaults and domestic violence. Some some sources say it increases more than 20% during Thanksgiving. I could see it. I could see it. And this one, this is the part that I found really surprising. So the National Safety Council says there are more car-related deaths on Thanksgiving Day than any other day of the year. There are more drunk drivers out than even on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Did you know that Thanksgiving Eve is the most popular going out day? Yeah. 
because everyone has to see their families. How depressing is that? <laughs> They're like, oh no, I have to see my family who I'm going to post on Instagram and pretend everything's perfect. And then I'm going to fucking crash my car or like kill someone and or get obliterated and then show up hungover as fuck to Thanksgiving dinner and just be miserable with my family. Even like, more miserable than they would have been. Yeah. Even more miserable than before because now they're hungover. That makes no sense. If anything, everyone should be going on a fucking wellness retreat before Thanksgiving. Just like get high. Yeah. Or get high, go into the woods or wherever and smoke some weed. I like how, you know how like in our little, in like our cannabis friendship club, there's like, it's like, wow, we don't even have to pretend to like go on a walk anymore. And I'm like, yeah. okay, California. <laughs> okay, California. <laughs> Some of us still live in New York where everyone smokes weed, like everyone's grandma fucking smokes weed. And yet somehow it's still illegal. Yeah. I mean, Riddle I'm me going that. to the Friendsgiving event that I'm going to is like a weed event. Everything is a weed event. Everything. <laughs> life is now just a large weed event. Uh Oh, and then Thanksgiving kicks off coronary season. Um, what recent, is that? A recent study found that the chances of heart attacks, heartache, quadruples within two hours of devouring a large meal. So, like, with everybody eating, like, stuffing themselves on Thanksgiving, more they're more likely to have heart attacks. Wow, that makes sense. Also, that's why I don't have a big meal on Thanksgiving. I look at all the food, and I take it in, but then when I look at my plate, I have, like, a few dinner rolls, like, a few of those good dinner rolls, like a corn muffin, some salad, but then I really don't want anything else. I just feel like turkey is, like, dry turkey is disgusting but i'm also a vegetarian you are yeah um but i love stuffing and rolls and i don't know we'll see it's a like a potluck so i'm not sure what's mm. gonna be there i'm bringing a dessert someone asked if i wanted to host friendsgiving this year and i'm like no because friendsgiving thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday because it's so like meat oriented Mm -hmm. Like with Christmas, you could get away with having like a cookie swap or like mm -hmm. Hanukkah. It's like latkes and like, you know, donuts. And you're like, okay, this doesn't have to involve meat. But like if I had a Friendsgiving, everyone would be so upset if there was no turkey. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to not get have it. Yeah. Also, that's another reason why I don't eat a lot on Thanksgiving as a vegetarian. Because the way that people just stuff like the strands of turkey in their face is so disturbing to me that it makes me physically ill. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> it's just it's... really bummer city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel you. But I do, I did find two very twisted Thanksgiving stories. I want to hear. They're, they really happened, and they happened pretty recently. This first one was in 2016. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. So this is about the Guy family. Um, they got together in Knoxville, Tennessee for what appeared to be a normal Thanksgiving dinner. It was Joel Guy Sr., his wife Lisa, and their four children. And uh, I like, don't like that his name is Guy. I know. You know well, how many? Their last name. I still don't trust it. Yeah. So the Thanksgiving was also kind of a going away party because the parents were older and they were going to move to uh, a family-owned home cabin, whatever, in um, Sergoinsville, Tennessee. I don't know how you pronounce that. Sergoin. Uh, <laughs> um. So the three daughters in the family they they lived in Tennessee. But their brother, 28-year-old Joel Michael Guy Jr. Uh-oh, I don't living, like this. <laughs> yeah. Had been living in Baton Rouge. His parents supported him. And reportedly, they were sick of it and were planning on telling him that they were going to cut him off mm -hmm. after Thanksgiving. It's unclear if they ever did. Uh-huh. But the Monday after Thanksgiving, Lisa's employer called police for a welfare check because she hadn't shown up for work and wasn't answering her phone. And when police entered the home, they found what they described as a horrific and very gruesome crime scene. <gasps> so there was a barking dog locked in an upstairs room. Aww. Yeah, but also good news that the dog wasn't killed. Signs of a struggle. And worst of all, the couple's remains were scattered throughout the house. <gasps> 
Yeah, oh. because not only had they been murdered, but they were dismembered. Oh no, the dismembering. Yeah. Just kill someone, okay? Don't dismember. Don't dismember someone unless you're going to properly put them in some of kind of small container. Otherwise, this is just blood sport. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to already murder someone, the dismembering has to be practical, okay? Well, I mean, he did put them in Tupperware containers throughout the house. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Now um, every t- now, every time I look at my Tupperware containers that are stained with tomato sauce, now oh, I'm going to no. be, like, <laughs> be like, oh my God, it's a body. Yeah, because he, so there was a homemade acidic cocktail, basically. It was liquid fire, hydrogen peroxide, sewer cleaner, and bleach. Okay. Oh, and that he-, he put in the containers that were holding the various body parts. And how big were these Tupperware containers? Because usually I haven't seen Tupperware containers that could like fit a limb. Well, he had like, he had it cut to like hands. Like the first thing the detective saw when he walked in was, well, not when he, he walked in and he saw that obviously something had happened, but the first like sign of murder he saw Uh was he saw just a pair of hands. Mm -hmm. And he said, so this was Knox County Sheriff Office Detective Mm -hmm. Jeremy McCord. And he said, it was the most horrific thing I've ever encountered in police work in my life. Whoa. Yeah. So his, and it, so the hands were in one container. His mother's head was (gasps) boiling in a pot on the stove. Yeah. Really so, twisted. So I'm guessing when you said his mother, I'm guessing that that 28-year-old son did it. I mean, if you watch any episode ever of Criminal Minds, it's almost always a white man in his late 20s, early 30s. That's like you know 90% what? of the time. No one have a son. <laughs> or just not if you're white. <laughs> just if you're white, just have a daughter. Just... Kill or, you know, maybe just, like, teach them to not be horrible people. Yeah. Tell your men's sons, your man's sons, to, like, be okay with not getting what they want. Because... Yeah, anytime you find yourself wanting to tell your daughters to, you know, carry pepper spray or go out in groups, make sure that in the same breath you tell your sons not to fucking touch people if they don't want to be touched. Exactly. And to listen when someone says no, regardless of what it's about and regardless of the context before and after the no was said. Also, to not just be like the Vanessa, what's her name, character, my hungry guys. What? The the SNL character that makes fun of like catering to men. The pizza one, the the Totinos where she ends up with... Kristen Stewart, my hungry guys. <laughs> I, I'm not, I only watch SNL when people send me videos to watch. I have to send you this because she's just like, basically the husbands are treating her like shit and it's the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And she's just like, just got to get something more for my hungry guys. And they're like, go make me a sandwich. And like, get out of here, you dumb woman. And things like that. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my hungry guys. <laughs> and I feel like that's how like, some moms treat their sons. Boys or will be boys. Boys will be boys. Or they overly punish their sons. And then that also- Well, yeah, that, like Ed Kemper's mom, she made him sleep in the basement as a young teenager because she said she didn't want him to rape his sister. Like, I mean, you're kind of setting him up for- You're kind of setting, setting things in stone here, my friend. You're setting Just- the stage for a, a very bad situation. You know what the problem with our world is, Kayla? I mean, I think there are many. That people who shouldn't have children are the people who have children. Yeah. And then raise them badly. Yep. And that's how we get people. Yeah. Unfortunately, the story is not over. Um, Uh, So, yeah. So he had turned the temperature up to 93 degrees in the house. Jesus. The crime scene was so bad that investigators who went in to check out the scene in the home wore full-on hazmat suits, and it took them (gasps) two days to process the evidence. So was he trying to, like, boil the house? I think he was trying to get rid of evidence, and that's why, like, he was, like, boiling, I guess, down to a skull. I don't know. But I think he put the temperature up because it would help. Wouldn't it encourage decomposition? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they They weren't actually able to tell 
conclusively how they were killed because everything was in such bad condition. Oh, no. So Joel Guy Jr. was arrested outside of his Baton Rouge apartment the following night. McCord discovered that he had attempted to buy a gun the same day that he was arrested earlier that day, but he was turned away because he gave a fake name. Oh, my name is Joe Schmo. Schmo is my last name. That's it. My name is Joe Schmo, and I would like a gun. Will you give me a gun? No, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) um uh so he was charged with two counts of first degree murder two counts of abusing a corpse and two counts of felony murder he had no history of mental illness and no prior criminal record wow yeah it's estimated that he killed his parents sometime between friday night and saturday afternoon he allegedly stayed in the house until sunday which is horrifying And then he drove back to Baton Rouge. Wow. I feel like a 28-year-old male living in Baton Rouge is just up to no good. I mean, he wasn't. No. (laughs) A 28-year-old white male living in Baton Rouge when his family does not live in Baton Rouge Mm -hmm. is telling me something right away. (laughs) So no one is sure of the motive because he refused to speak. They said it was unlikely he was the beneficiary of the life insurance because their plan was to cut him off. Um, and his sister said nothing seemed off during dinner. He seemed completely normal. The acidic solution that he used made it hard to determine the cause of death, but it was determined that the couple suffered multiple stab wounds and were possibly tortured. Wow. Like a really terrible possibly. That's horrible. Uh, last news I found on this case was from last week, and a judge ruled against Guy who had wanted some evidence that had been taken from his old bedroom to be suppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the judge was like, yeah, no, we're including that. But they've been fighting over evidence for over a year. And the judge that was initially assigned mm-hmm. to this case retires at the end of this year. So they're like, they're going to have to find a new judge if they even decide to proceed with the case, which they should, because that was a really fucking brutal murder. Yeah. So he's still, he's still in jail though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, just so we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in jail. That's so, you know what? It sucks when people kill their parents because unless it's like a real self-defense thing, like unless your parents are literally going to murder you, yeah. like it just goes back to that age-old thing. I'm sorry mommy and daddy didn't make you happy, but guess what? You're a human. You're an adult and you have to figure it out on your own. Everybody's mommy and daddy did something to disappoint them, okay? <laughs> Like, let's be real. Humans are humans. But yeah, so that was the first story. There's one more. Ooh, one more. And this one takes place in Jupiter, Florida, so you know it's fucked up. As soon as you said Florida and the name of a town that's a planet, I know (laughs) that we're not in for a good time. I feel like Jupiter might have been where Freak Show took place, right? You know where Jupiter is, Kayla? Where boys go to get more stupider. Yeah! (laughs) Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider, and girls go to college to get more knowledge and go into student debt and become something other than they plan. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So, (laughs) So this all started as a traditional family Thanksgiving dinner at Muriel Sitton's home in 2009. The extended family happily ate dinner. Then they assembled in a horseshoe formation around the Baldwin piano to sing church songs and Christmas songs and dance. Uh oh, this is too wholesome. Everyone's dead. Right? I said, and I literally wrote in my notes if this sounds too idyllic to be true, that's because it is. <laughs> um, if someone's so- not crying in the corner or <laughs> making a snide remark after two cups of wine, then I, I, I think your family's hiding a dark secret. Well, here we go. <laughs> Later on that same night, Paul, damn it, I meant to look up how to say this. It's M-E-R-H-I-G-E. Merhige? Merhige? Merhige. I'm going to call him Paul. <laughs> Just call him Paul. <laughs> so Paul, who had acted normally all night, left the house, came back with a gun. Okay. Uh, Kayla, I knew he did it, 
as soon as you said, was acting normally all night. <laughs> no one acts normal on Thanksgiving. It's the time <laughs> when you are least like yourself. <laughs> yeah. So he left the house, comes back with a gun. He shot and killed his 33-year-old twin sisters, <gasps> Carla uh, Marahij, I don't know, mm-hmm. and Lisa Knight. And Lisa was pregnant. <gasps> he shot and killed his 76-year-old aunt, Ray Mond. R A Y M O N D E. Raymond? Uh, yeah. He shot his brother in law, Patrick Knight. He was married to Lisa. Um, he did survive, but he was in critical condition in the hospital. I think he was in a coma for a while. Like he survived, but like he almost died. And then a 52 year old man named Clifford Gabera was grazed by a bullet, but he was okay. Could you then- imagine? Be invited to someone's Thanksgiving, and then you're no. <laughs> someone's like, "Come on, what's his name?" Gary Paul. No, 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 the friend who's graced by a bullet. Oh, uh, oh no, his name was Clifford, but his last name was Gabera. Oh, Clifford Gabera's like, oh yeah, I don't have anywhere to go. This will be great. Eat some food, hang out with a family, and then the whole family dodge bullets, and then the whole family is shot, and then you're graced by a bullet, and you're like, I should have just fucking stayed home and watched Netflix. Yeah. Order some Taco Bell. Fuck it. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, if you're spending Thanksgiving alone, it's better off. Yeah. Except I'm pretty excited to go to this. Unless you have friends. Unless you have friends and then spend (laughs) it with them. (laughs) Oh, this is where it gets really sad. So then he went into the bedroom of his six-year-old sleeping niece, Michaela, and shot (laughs) and killed her. Michaela! Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah, apparently while he was gunning down his relatives, he was heard mumbling, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. Yo, I'd be so fucking pissed if I was about to be killed by a family member. I would have hoped that it was like kind of like a spur of the moment kind of thing. Nope. Where there, that he was to know that for 20 years he's been planning your death. You know what? Fucked. No no one hang out with family <laughs> ever again. I think we could avoid a lot of murders if no one has family and no one gets into interpersonal. Actually, okay, no, I have a new resolution. No one's allowed in my dictatorship, my benevolent dictatorship, no one's allowed to have interpersonal relationships at all until they go through rigorous amounts of customized therapy and then they're allowed to reacclimate to friends lovers and family but until then you're not allowed to like be in the world because we've been too toxically actually there's a show about this in brazil called the three percent and it's really freaking me out because it's my theory for life and it totally backfires in the show yeah they're like what if a queer what if a cool queer progressive couple restarted society and made all the rules and actually it turns out that society will find a way to oppress itself well i mean what is it um absolute power corrupts absolutely yo kayla with the mind-blowing shit (laughs) can you say that again but like slowly and more for even more profoundly okay absolute power corrupts absolutely fuck man (laughs) we're gonna think about this for like the rest of the it just like it doesn't matter how good your intentions are, people can't handle that much power. No one man should have all that power. I mean, they co- shouldn't. No. <laughs> it's like the same thing with the one percent. No, no one needs billions of dollars. Even if you worked your whole life and had an absurd paycheck, you would never earn that much. It just no. doesn't. There's and like they can't spend it in their lifetime. So like, why do they need it exactly. when people are starving? I saw an article the other day. I didn't read it because it made me sad. But the headline was something like, there are more empty or like foreclosed houses in LA than there are homeless people. Oh, yeah. So there are houses just sitting with no one in them. And then there are people who are sleeping like outside. And it's, it's really cold for LA right now. It's the same in New York. There's more empty apartments than there are homeless people. That's so sad that to know that those resources exist, but they're just not fairly given out. Yeah. I say we take it back and we start squatting and then then make our own version of Rent, except we actually are respectable because honestly, the characters in Rent are really unlikable when you like 
listen it to it today. Yeah, they talk about it on Broad City where they're like, why did they think they just didn't have to pay rent? Like, yeah, it sucks, but we all have to do it. Yeah. Unless we all decide to not pay rent in the next bourgeois in the next uh no. uh proletariat there, there's uprising. Always those people, like the people who stand up before they have to at the airport that will fuck it up for everyone. Oh yeah, the stander uppers, I hate them. If I in my benevolent dictatorship, those people get taken away and then they're made to be the last people to board the plane. There you go. That would be my like petty thing. They'd be like, Helene's been a great ruler, except she is kind of finicky about the plane stuff. (laughs) And it is kind of weird how she's a benevolent dictator and yet she still somehow is waiting in line in coach (laughs) airlines and has to control this. (laughs) One would think she wouldn't care at this point. No, you don't understand. It's plagued me my whole existence. This is how my power is corrupted, Kayla. Yep, there you go. That happened so fast. It happened so fast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, back to Paul. Okay, so he went on the lamb. Paul's on the lamb! He's on the lamb until an episode of America's Most Wanted led to a tip that he was laying low in the Florida Keys. Yo, everyone's always laying low in the Florida Keys. (laughs) That's what you do there. You lay low. Lay low, sun's out, bun's out, <laughs> coconut drink, laying low on the lamb from the murders you committed. That sounds like a Florida Keys vacation to me. It does. So he yeah. had taken out $12,000 before Thanksgiving and was living on that. He had also spent two grand on at least four guns and ammunition from two different shops, as well as a scope for a bolt action Remington 700, which is basically gibberish to me but means something to someone. And what all of that means to me, though, is that this was very, very clearly premeditated. Obviously. Also, I love how we live in America and you could just go into any gun shop and be like, I'd like 75,000 guns. And everyone's like, all right, great. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, not even, I wanted, I don't know if it was this guy or the other guy, but he went into like a sports shop that had guns. Like you don't even have to go to a special place. You can fucking go anywhere and get guns. It's ridiculous. No, it's like, it's like the flower, the florist sells like pistols and you're like, great. Cause you know, when somebody tries to steal my azaleas, I just need to show them who's boss. And you're like, do you though? Do you grandma? (laughs) Um, okay, so apparently Paul always had issues with his sisters. Um, one of them even took a restraining order out against him a while back. And he just, he really hadn't spent time with his family in years. He was described as an estranged recluse. And so like, you know, that's up- my worst, that's <laughs> my worst fear to be described as by my family. Okay. <laughs> Please don't kill anyone. Oh, I'm not, Oh my God. I would never kill anyone. Okay. But like. I just am always nervous that if I miss a family event, they're like, ah, yes, Helene, the estranged recluse. (laughs) (laughs) He was, though, but I think he also, judging by the rest of what happens, I think he was very much, it was good that he was estranged. He was, he was meant to be a recluse. So leading up to Thanksgiving, he had asked his parents a bunch of questions about the family gathering but he had never confirmed that he was going until the day of. He just, like, announces he's on his way. And everybody's like, uh, what? Like, we haven't seen Paul in years. Whoa. Yeah. Apparently, Carol – I don't know how to say this last name. Carol M. even mm-hmm. told Lisa, who ends up dying, she said, I hope he doesn't come and kill us all tonight. <gasps> no. Yo, you know that would be you and me. That I know. Be- I know. So hold on, it gets worse. So the, her now late daughter responded, "Mom, it came to my mind, but don't say don't say it to dad because dad will get upset that we had I- such ideas. Like such movie, ideas. It's like movie level foreshadowing. Listen, I told you this in a private conversation that people will show you who they are right away. Mm-hmm. So if your brother seems like a murderer, just don't. It's okay to not invite him to Thanksgiving." Yeah, it's family, like, I'm, like, I, we both have, you know, complex but decent relationships with our family, like, I go home for the holidays and stuff, like, it's good, but if it's not, like, there's no 
shame or guilt in being like, Hey, this is toxic and I need to not be a part of it. Like you don't owe anyone anything, not even your family. Like you are the only person in the world that exclusive, like that cares about what happens to you. Like, obviously you might have friends and family and whatever, but like, this is your life. So if you, if, if you're in a bad situation and going home stresses you out and makes you depressed, don't do it. You don't have to. You don't have to. Also, I have to say this goes, this is another level to that. You don't have to hug anyone. If you don't want to be hugged by someone, just say, hey, I don't feel like having a hug right now, but I love you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not expect, to not feel obligated to, ev- to even casual, fam- like platonic touch. To set you can boundaries. Say no. Yeah, you could set boundaries. Like if you really, we need to teach young boys and girls this too. Yeah. Like you should not have to hug a family member. You only hug someone if you want to. Mm-hmm. No one should be forced to be like, oh, come on, give uncle so-and-so a big kiss no no don't don't do that that's weird (laughs) just like let people show affection normally the way that they want to exactly Mm -hmm. don't demand don't demand affection from small children no that's that's like a messed up thing that like we grew up with but like we could break that thing now as like people who are like oh my god have friends who are parents and yeah crazy. let's not talk about that <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to murder which is way less scary than the fact that we're pushing 30 okay um so paul <laughs> considered killing himself after the shootings he ordered an assisted suicide handbook which i <laughs> <laughs> okay Wait, there's an assisted suicide handbook apparently because he bought and it i didn't know about this <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> um, he also bought helium, plastic bags, scissors, duct tape, and tubing, but he did not follow through. He was found and arrested in the Florida Keys a month after the murders. And in October of 2011, Paul pled guilty in a deal that helped him to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to seven life terms, and the father of Michaela, I'm pretty sure he's one, like, he was, like, begging the judge to not accept the deal and let him get the death penalty, Mm -hmm. but he still got it. I mean, he has seven life terms. The judge was like, you will never see the light of day again. Um, Listen, though, listen, I, the death penalty, although it must give you some form of release, I don't think people have the right. I'm very um, conflicted on the death penalty because I, like, in general, I do think, like, especially with how fucked our justice system is, I don't like the idea of them having the power to kill someone. But then again, when you talk about, you know, like a child murderer, I'm like, light it up. Like fuck yeah. it, and, no, I and mean, that's and that's. I mean, and, and I think that's a that's the problem with it is that it's so case by case basis, but it's not, and so it's like it's just it's hard to regulate something like that. But then it's also like, what about child murderers? I mean, I mean, this is this is what gets me. I think murdering a child is horrible, but like that child will eventually become an adult, and if that child is murdered at seven or twenty five. Is it sadder? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's sadder, but it's still, it's a life. A life is a life. No, see, I disagree with that because a child doesn't, they can't protect themselves. Like they don't even know what's happening. You're supposed, adults are supposed to take care of children because it's like children and, and old people, they're more vulnerable. And I just, I think whether it's murder or bullying or literally any act, it's more, it's more sinister if it's someone who doesn't understand what's happening or, you know, can't defend them. I mean, vulnerability, you're, you're targeting people who are vulnerable and that's that's grosser than just shooting someone. They're both horrible. They're both abhorrent. I don't support either of them, but it is, I think just the fact, and especially my thing in particular with the death penalty is with like pedophiles because the thing is, they're not going to change. You can't rehabilitate them. Like, I mean, you can to the extent mm-hmm. that if the person might have enough of a strong will to not reoffend, but yeah. they're not, if you're attracted to that, like, I mean, it's, it's a curse. Like it is what it is. And it's just, 
I've seen it so many times in true crime that once they start doing those crimes, that's just, that's what they're going to do. And so that's one reason where I'm like, death penalty is better because they're never going to be a functioning member of society. Hmm. A debate for the ages. I just personally think that no one should be in charge of life or death. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I'm conflicted. I get it. But I just like, like Nathaniel Barjona, like if he had been, you know, one of the, because a lot of these people, they get arrested over and over and over again, but sexual assault isn't taken seriously. So they get small charges in short time and they get out on technicalities and then they just reoffend. And like, look at Albert Fish. Like if any of those people had been put to death, it would have saved a bunch of lives. Oh, or like for instance- actually arresting psychopaths with guns when they literally buy a gun and all their relatives call the fucking FBI or like like almost all the mass shootings that have occurred have occurred in America in the past like five years there's always a record that comes out where their family was like their legit family or friends or guardians were like I called the FBI because this person's insane and so they were gonna kill people and I called the cops like all the time and no one did anything I mean, there have been so, but I used to write about it all the time and I would get really depressed sometimes at work because, well, I'd get really mad too, because there are so many cases where a woman reports abuse to the cops and they ignore her. Or there was this one case where the cops were mad at her for wasting their time reporting and she ended up dead because the guy that her ex-boyfriend who was violent with her and was stalking her killed her stalking is serious it's not and it's just like i was watching a show on um investigation discovery and these women like they literally can't do anything like they're just complete their whole lives are controlled by this person that they don't even know where or who they are but whenever they report it it's like well they haven't really done anything like basically in those situations it's like well call me when you're dead well okay so i in my life i have been stalked and um it's the worst and it's really scary. And um, it happened during a really vulnerable time in my life. But like scary things happened to me involving like domestic violence and um, and stalking that I didn't report to the cops. And whenever a treatment provider or I'm talking about my PTSD or like, why didn't you report it to the cops? Which like a good provider doesn't say that. But like mm-hmm. people still say, why didn't you report? Or or well-meaning friends or family. Yeah. Like, why didn't if that happened to you, why didn't you call the cops? I'm like, I'm not an idiot because I knew that these were dangerous people. And if they were alerted to the fact that law enforcement was involved, that space between the time that you as a complaint contact law enforcement, the time that law enforcement contacts, gets into contact with the person that you're accusing, that that's death time. That's like almost your, there's no protection for you. Once the person knows Once the person, I'm not saying to not report anything, but like there's that, there's too much lag time that leaves you really vulnerable to date. Well, yeah. And especially when they don't take, when cops don't take it seriously. I mean, my, uh, this is, this has actually become, sometimes I'll use this as like a dating (coughs) app question. But my movie that like anytime, like when I used to have cable, anytime I saw it on TV, like I had to watch it is enough with Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. And I think that movie is so good. I know there are J-Lo haters, but fuck off. I love that movie. And one line that always, that I just always remembered is when she first, when her husband first starts abusing her and she goes to the cops and they're like, basically all they can do is give her a restraining order. And she's like, okay. And so then when he comes over to kill me, I what, throw the piece of paper at him? Exactly. Exactly. And like in her situation, the guy that she was with was an influential man who could like you have money, you can make things disappear. So like a lot of times when people are like, well, why don't you report it? It's like, because reporting it could get me killed. Yeah. Reporting it actually, sadly, reporting it would just make a lot of things worse for people. Because that's how it, that's how, look, I mean, if things changed in our society and people actually believed women and I mean, any victim, but they don't right now. And so it's just, and also the guilt is always on the victim. Like, Mm -hmm oh, you're ruining their life if you, first of all, you're not. Look at all the people who still have successful careers, even though they're human garbage. But I don't know. I just, I get it. Like, obviously it's good if it's reported and then, you know, at least there's a record of this person being violent. So then if something does happen, it's more evidence. 
but like, I completely get it. Like, it's not, it's not, it, it doesn't protect you. The system doesn't protect you the way that it should. Exactly. There's a reason why, I mean, obviously I think if you can report it and you can be safe and you can bring justice, absolutely absolutely do it, please. But like, if you can't report, it's okay too. And when people ask you why, you're like, listen, this, in this case, I knew that sadly for my own safety and my own preservation of self, like I could not report this situation. Yeah. And yes, it did happen to me and it really fucking sucked, but there was nothing I could do because it would only make it worse. Yeah. And I still believe that to this day that I did the right thing by not. Good. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So I, I do think that in my situation, Without going into further detail, that I would be dead had I reported it to. Well, then I'm glad yeah. that you didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, I'm here, just in lots of therapy. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, by else? the way, I know I was joking about we both are joking, but therapy is good, and everybody should get it, even if you don't think there's anything wrong. It teaches you ways to deal with stress and confrontation and other issues so that you can handle those feelings first of all handle them at all and second of all handle them in a healthy way exactly I think everybody should go to therapy honestly and people don't even know in every single city in the United States there is a NAMI chapter National Alliance of Mental Illness and they have free groups free groups totally free you don't have to sign anything no one takes your picture you just go and you could find a group that you're interested in that's in your local area and have some good peer group therapy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's um, almost like obviously get professional help if you can, but group therapy is like peer, peer-to-peer therapy is really helpful. Nice. Okay. So just as an FYI, like if you say if you can't afford therapy or there's yep. not a lot of doctors in your area or whatever, or or any other barriers. There's always NAMI free groups. There you go. Good to know. Yeah. The more you know. Um, Unfortunately, there's one more. I have one more thing in my notes and it is still sad. (laughs) So, okay. So, but Paul pled guilty for the deal. He was sentenced to seven life terms. So at least he's in jail, but the murders like completely tore the family apart. Like the people who were still alive, they all we're blaming each other on Paul's behalf. You know, you should have known, you should have known. They oh, no. they all were suing each other, counter suits, civil suits, wrongful death suits, like a bunch of them were thrown out, but obviously that family, I mean, will never be the same. And remember, this was the family that at the beginning of the story was standing around a piano singing like a fucking Olsen twins movie. Man. Yeah. That's so messed up. Mhm. Also, although I do have to say, I'm just saying, I don't think that Paul had any right to murder his family. However, I do think that if you have this idyllic situation, right, Mm -hmm. and there's one, like, really fucked up lone wolf, I'm just saying, like, there's probably issues that this family has not addressed, and the fact that after their fucking family was murdered, that they all started suing each other. Mm-hmm. That's super fucked up. I'm like, what was in those church songs? Because let me tell you, I may not be a Christian, but I really don't think Jesus talked about suing your family members after they were murdered. Well, to be clear, they're not suing the dead ones. No, but I mean, like, Jesus isn't like... And no, then- I know, I know. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> so- it does happen a lot, though, that, for example, when a couple, like, if their kid is, like, kidnapped or murdered or whatever, a lot of times they'll divorce because it'll put all the strain on them and they'll blame each other. And people find it hard to really stick together when they need to the most. Yo, wait, Kayla, can you say that slowly and more profound for our viewers? <laughs> listeners, our listeners. But if you can see sound, I support that. And let us know. Okay. People tend to turn against each other when they need each other the most. I don't remember no, what I said. That that's what you said. But okay. like that had a little bit of you were you were you were up voicing at the end. I'm okay. gonna need it with um give me give me conviction. conviction. Soulful <laughs> conviction. Okay. All right. The sad truth is people often turn on each other when they need each other the most. Fuck man. Mm-hmm. blowing my fucking mind tonight <laughs> Kayla <laughs> and that is it happy Thanksgiving 
Happy Thanksgiving, you murderous sluts. <laughs> Basically, what we're trying to tell you is get therapy if you can or go to a group. But most importantly, I guess, is just trust yourself. Fuck politeness, as they say on My Favorite Murder, and believe your feelings. Like, if you feel uncomfortable about something, like, if you had been at one of those Thanksgivings and you did kind of feel like Paul was off, like, if you want to leave, you're allowed to get up and leave. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter that it's, you know, a family event. You can leave. I'm not victim blaming because they said it all seemed normal, but I'm just trying to say, like, whatever, focus on, I know holiday seasons, people often get, you know, really stressed out and it's about baking this and buying these gifts and throwing the best party and all this stuff, but really just focus on making sure you, like, none of this is worth risking your, like, at the sake of your mental health. So just, If you need to skip a party, people will understand. If you can't afford to pay, you know, to chip in for Thanksgiving dinner or you can't afford to bring wine or a side dish, like, let the host know. Like, don't start drama somewhere. Don't, like, complain. Don't bring a – don't buy a gun. Don't don't, buy a gun. Definitely don't buy a gun. Don't buy a gun. talk to them. Just say, like, like, most people will understand things. We build all this stuff up in our heads that everyone hates us or, like, you know, it'll be difficult or we'd rather just ignore, but like, just, I don't know. Trust. Honestly, trust. Yeah, exactly. Trust your gut. Don't hug anyone you don't want to. Uh, (laughs) But you are allowed to hug people if you do want to. Yeah. And it's consensual. And you're like, and the other person gives you the open arms. Like, you know, my family, we're all huggers. We're all, we're all huggers in this, in the Caldwell family. (laughs) I just, why are we Southern? Because that was like a very American thing of you to do. It was a very Tanner thing. Yeah. Just like, we're all huggers here. They're from San Francisco. (laughs) Back when San Francisco, I don't know. Who lives in San Francisco? I take umbrage at you giving me a Southern accent. (laughs) I just, your family comes from a state that's in the center. So everyone's no, not. It's on the <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> you're in this, you're getting closer to the center, okay? I mean, closer than what? Maine? Maybe, but like, we're not in the center. Okay, why can riddle me this? Why do people in Maine have Southern accents? I don't know. Sometimes, like, Pittsburgh. They, if you, Pittsburgh is like, they say like pop instead of soda. I'm like, you're in Pennsylvania. Why are you acting like you're in the South? Also in Pennsylvania, y'all say, y'all say jimmies instead of sprinkles. I'm like, what are jimmies? They're sprinkles. God damn it. I mean, it's the same thing. It's fine. We're all fine. Okay. Don't buy a gun. I have no intention of it. Guns scare me. Guns scare me too. Now for a brief message from our friends at Wine and Crime. Hey, true crime fans. Have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, Crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Well, we really like wine and crime. Do you want to sing a friendship song together? No. <laughs> F is for friends that do stuff together. Oh, my God. SpongeBob. U is for ukulele. And it's for anytime and anywhere at all. Right here in the deep blue sea. I thought it was U is for you and me. That's one of the other verses. Oh. Yeah. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Right. Here with my best buddy. But I guess we're not singing friendship songs right now.
All right. I guess um, that's all that I have. <laughs> that, that's also all that I have. Okay. I have a lot more friendship songs, okay? I'm but sure. I, do, I do too. I was a Girl Scout. But we're going to, we'll sing those another time. Okay. Okay. You know what song would be good to sing? Um, Don't kill your family. No, man. no. It's an actual song. Oh. <laughs> um, Linda always sings Thanksgiving songs on Bob's Burger. Ah. Pass. The cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving me. Everybody's thinking. The full world's thinking us. But thanking you. Kill the turkey. <laughs> if you guys need something to do when you're off for Thanksgiving, Bob's Burgers has such good Thanksgiving episodes. Bob's Burgers and Friends. They both have fantastic Thanksgiving episodes. If anything, I think the only good thing that Thanksgiving did give us as a society are all of the holiday specials for every series. Yeah, I love, I love holiday specials. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I love them all. They're all so good. Yeah. Hanukkah and Passover, the Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. Then they do a little bit on Friends, the holiday armadillo. Oh, yeah. And Ramadan and Diwali. And like, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the office, yeah. Well, I mean, God, I'm very familiar with the office. <laughs> like, you know, like all the fucking holiday specials. I know. I wish that, like, the same way on Spotify, you can make a playlist. I wish I could make a playlist on Netflix and just like only play holiday episodes from all different shows. I'm gonna, during Christmas time, I'm gonna tell you about my favorite holiday episode, which is on Sesame Street. It's so dark <laughs> and disturbing, and I can't wait to share it. Okay, great. Yeah. But for now, um, I guess prepare because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So some of you are excited. Some people are dreading it. I hope that wherever you are, you have good roles. Good roles and be safe. Yeah. No drunk driving. No drunk driving. Smoke lots of weed. Yeah. Be safe. Don't drive if you're not capable of driving. Just and take I'm the L and lift, oh, lift home. And just like smoke a lot of weed and everything will be okay. All right. And watch yeah. some good, watch some, as well as comfort food, watch some comfort TV, maybe some comfort movies. I'm sure there's good stuff on TV. Well, and by good, I mean so bad it's enjoyable. Yeah. And also, if anything else fails, just close your eyes and pretend you're on the lamb in Key West. But that you didn't commit any murders, <laughs> and for some reason you just have all this vacation time. Yeah, vacation time. That'd be great. Amazing. More vacation time. We can't Less start murder. on a whole other tirade. More vacation episode time. has already been so political. <laughs> Less murders, more vacation time. That's okay. just what I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. Okay. All right. Later, Later buds. buds. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. Or whatever you celebrate if you actually know the history. Yeah, like Happy Friendsgiving. Not- Happy Friendsgiving. Happy songs about friends. Friends. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.